The following episode was recorded live on YouTube. Check out our website at messagecenter.show for all of our episodes. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's 365 Message Center Show. Welcome. We're so glad you're here. This is number 213, I believe. And today we've got some interesting updates for you. One is Power BI is coming at you in Teams, whether you like it or not. Um, and the title for us, the, the headline for us is Viva Learning is coming to general availability with a twist, an unexpected mm. twist. Yes. And then we're going to do a callback. We're going to look at something in SharePoint. Let's get into that first message, which yes. was about Viva Learning. Viva and... Learning. <laughs> do we have to get the Elvis thing every time? Yes. <laughs> okay, of course. They chose the name, so Daniel's Daniel's got it. Indeed. Hey, look, v- Viva Learning Preview, moving to general availability, MC287943. Do you remember, Daniel, when they put it out in the blog to say, we're opening it up for public preview. Sign up here. What happened? Um, it quickly closed. <laughs> yeah. How quickly? Very quickly. Yeah. It, it filled up very quickly. Um, so if yes. you did manage to get on the preview and see a few things, then uh, you were lucky. Um, for me, I, I think I found a, a back door through to it. I was a bit lucky. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway. So there's, there's uh, stuff that, that's uh, being talked about here in the message, which uh, is a little different to what you might see in your message. We did do a comparison between Daniel's message about Viva Learning and mine. Um, I've been on the preview, so there's a few things in this message that talk about what I should consider as uh, maybe my organization's been using it. Um, and let's point that out. But first of all, um, as part of the launch, your organization will shift from preview to the full free version of Viva Learning. There it is, people. Viva Learning will be free. Is that a good thing, Daniel? And I, yes, question mark. Uh, it is. It, it is a good thing. Yes, um, it allows, and it is detailed here in the message. It does allow access to. Um, some Microsoft Learn courses mm-hmm. um, to the Microsoft 365 training, which you may have um, been accessing through. There's a couple of ways to access that currently. Um, and so, yes, you're going to have access that in here that you may not know that you have access to or, um, you know, additional access, right, to mm. 125 new courses, for instance, um, in this limited um, uh, training courses from LinkedIn. Mm, mm. Um, I don't know how much I can talk about it, so I'm just going to be safe and, and not talk about the experience. But I, I took Daniel through because he's under a, a, a DNDA, which is Daryl NDA, and uh, he, he will keep his mouth quiet. Anyway, um, the yeah, the experience, uh, you've, you've seen it in demo, it's about being able to look up learning material and experience that within Microsoft Teams, uh, being able to suggest content for people uh, to participate in. And if you have a, 
a managerial kind of role or maybe you want to take responsibility for marshalling people's learning around a certain piece of content learning content then you can do that within teams too um really interesting to see that yes they are making it free but there is a premium version um and let's just get to that other point i was making if you have been on the preview and again it was quite quickly filled up but if you've been on the preview you've started using the, the courses you've had discussions and things like that uh, there is a warning here that when it does go ga you need to add viva learning premium or a trial within three days of ga within three days of general availability in early november or all of your user data collected during the preview period will be deleted yowzers daniel yowzers indeed and so just to be clear if you have not signed up you you won't see that in this message which is which is kind of cool so we, they are targeting this message uh depending on if you've had it so uh yes three days is all you get after ga to mm. sign up or you lose the problem I see with this, people, is when is GA? Yeah. Um, we don't have an exact date. So will you get a notification? Maybe. Um, but don't know. So this is something definitely to watch if you've got data already. Definitely. Uh, now, uh, yeah, Phil's got a good question, too. One of the sources for learning content is supposed to be SharePoint, um, in that you can nominate and say, I want this site collection. It is that. I want this site collection to be a source for learning content. You drop all your content in there. Uh, perhaps you could drop in uh, M365 learning pathways, and maybe that's where you've been creating your additional content alongside your learning content. Um, it doesn't. It's not mentioned here, is it, Phil? So good question. Fair enough. Um, I think that we need to hear more about that. Maybe knock on the door um, behind the scenes and perhaps ask them to edit the message and explain or add that to it if it's relevant. Mm. But um, yeah, let's just finish this message off and keep moving on. It will begin rolling out late October and be complete by mid-November. Taking Daniel's point, maybe we need to just keep looking daily to see if it's there. How do you do that? I think you have to go back in and see if you're preview icon changes to just Viva Learning? I don't know. Yeah, or you could go into licensing and see if you can buy a license or sign up for a trial. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's mm. um, it, because they haven't told us they're going to notify us in some way. No, uh, I would think they would, but yeah. yeah. Okay, Daniel, tell yes. us about uh, Power BI bits and pieces. Specific, like the whole service or just this? Yeah, yeah, the whole message? service. Oh, okay. So Power BI is a <laughs> oh, sorry, a configuration change. Power BI app for Microsoft Teams automatic installation and availability for government customers. MC288054. So this one is talking about how Microsoft is going to automatically install uh, the Power BI app into Microsoft Teams. And this will be done uh, for the rollout is early November through uh, late December, okay? And this will work 
in this way. So you have the Power BI app for Teams is allowed. So you can go in and say it's not allowed in uh, Microsoft Teams. So if it's allowed and the tenant setting for installing that is enabled and the user that is we're talking about has a license for Microsoft Teams, Teams, not Power BI, Teams. And then the last thing is the user goes to the Power BI service in the web browser. So they go to powerbi.com. Then, and only then, will it automatically install the Power BI app in Teams. So I'm guessing this is, they're gonna be pushing through the, through the browser a, a um, saying, hey, Teams, install this app for you. Mm. Uh, and it talks about you are going to get a notification in the um, in Power BI service on the website that'll let you know in the notification pane that there will be that this is happening. Now, for now, it is only for users that go to the Power BI service for the first time, so new users. And in the future, Microsoft will expand this so it'll be for all users. Now, how they handle issues like, for instance, Power BI app is already installed in Teams. Uh, what does that look like? We don't know yet, but this is the um, auto install process that's going to happen. Uh, like I said before, to opt out, basically to turn this off, you can go to the uh, Power BI admin portal settings and disable the app. You can go into Teams and, and um, turn that off as well uh, so that it does not allow the install to happen. Hmm. So, uh, and there's some wonderful additional links down there uh, for you to read. Would advise you to do that depending upon your um, situation for your government cloud. So, um, yes, uh, Joanne, it is for government as the title states. So, anybody that is um, saying, wait a minute, I've seen that Power BI app. Uh, you you probably have, but this is for government. <laughs> um, and do you have any other thoughts on that, Daryl? Not really. It's kind of a focused update here. Yeah. I make well, sure, I mean, but... in reading those two comments, I started to get a bit confused thinking, is this a <laughs> message that's really just pertaining to GCC, GCC High, uh, or or is it for everyone? Is, is it is that it like it's only going to be automatically installed for people in gcc that is what we're being told yes okay yeah interesting okay um moving on to ah yes this so you know sometimes we have um uh well frequently we have a message mm -hmm. here from Monthly. Almost. Yeah, a monthly. Updates available for M Microsoft 365 apps for current channel. You remember what current channel is? It's uh, if you are getting your updates to Microsoft 365 applications, Word, Excel, PowerPoint, and Teams, among other things, uh, then that's what it's referring to. And so many of us probably don't bother to check that. We just go, oh, yeah, okay, more updates. I do encourage you to occasionally click into current channel and go and explore what this is referring to because you might find there's some things you want to know about. 
here's the list of updates and teams for example and work your way through uh we won't call out each of them here but there's features like the the news anchor for presentation layer on ppt or powerpoint um q a you can add that app now to meetings and start a mm -hmm. q a um, but i started to read this out daniel saying you can do this you can do that is that true of everything in this list well no you have to remember what what this is talking so this is all of those teams desktop updates you know they said they're going to be delivering well Teams has to be updated for you to get those updates. And if you'll remember, we talked about this on the show before, Teams is now following Office updates, the, yeah. these updates that we're talking about, looking at here. So we're going to see these more and more. I would assume that Teams is probably going to dominate this list from now on uh, because there's so many things coming. Um, so you have to update. Teams has to be updated for this to happen for you mm. to get those releases. So if you haven't updated Teams, then you don't have these updates and therefore you can't go and say, oh, well, this is awesome. I know Daryl and Daniel talked about content from camera, meaning you can have a second camera pointed at a whiteboard or at a document and, and show that off. It's fantastic, but I don't see it. Well, Teams is not updated. So you have to be aware of that. Mm. Um, there's other updates in this other than Teams, but Teams is dominating this list. Yeah, sure. definitely. I think I think too that there are updates in this uh, that's mentioned that are going that are going to be available in the Teams desktop experience, but aren't yet available in the service. Uh, oh, there was something in here. Pin pin a chat message. Now I know we can pin a chat message today, but mm -hmm. it's a different kind of pin. <laughs> we pin it. It's sitting in an information panel, but we know, in fact, from a, a recent blog post, the true pinning where you can see a message at the top of your conversation channel mm -hmm. uh, is coming very shortly. And that's, you know, that's what I would say this is about, but it's not there yet. Probably not for everyone. Indeed. So um, enough of that, but I just wanted to take an opportunity. And I do this occasionally to point us through to that message because there are some interesting things. Uh, that do come through when you have an update to your current channel for Microsoft Office. Anyway, back Wonderful. to it, Daniel. Uh, yes, this yeah. next one actually was in our quick mentions listing, but decided to move it up because we wanted to have a conversation about it. So this one is, it's and it's been updated since it was announced this past week. Upcoming changes to auto expanding archive, MC 288051. And this, again, they have updated it uh, the day after it was released, just to give you an idea, some clarification here. But what this is talking about is Microsoft has had this unlimited, and I put quotes, air quotes here, but there was no quotes. It was called unlimited archive for. The, your boxes, your mailboxes. And, but beginning November 1st, uh, across the board, they're removing that. It's not unlimited anymore. Uh, and we'll talk about maybe why here in a second, but uh, there will be a 1.5 terabyte limit for archive mailboxes. Now that's a pretty large amount. Uh, so just know that that is a limit and it's not configurable. So. Don't try it. There is no configuration to be done here. And the other limit is there is a one gig per day 
for your archive to grow. So if you try to add more than one gig to that auto archive, to, or I'm sorry, to that archive, then it will not happen. You'll actually get an error. Um, and so there used to be exceptions. And if you've worked out an exception in the past, then those exceptions will not be affected by this. So if you've contacted Microsoft support and worked it out with them, then, then you're fine, but you won't be able to grow anymore, I believe. Um, but that's not specifically stated here. Um, you won't be able to create new archives. So if you have archives that are already created and beyond this 1.5 terabytes, okay, but any new ones, um, they will not be able to exceed it. Don't ask. So that won't happen. So Daryl, um, does this remind you of any, you know, any uh, instances in the past where cloud, um, and this isn't just Microsoft cloud, but other cloud services too, clouds that have had unlimited things and then mm. taken it back. Yeah. Uh, I think we saw this maybe in the early days of OneDrive. Um, we've also seen Google photo and other services like that. It, it's interesting, you know, as time has gone on, oh, actually storage is quite a difficult thing to manage as people start to pile onto a service. I think this is, this is a, in response, I think it, there's, it affects other services and other um, things within the Microsoft cloud as well. Like we've seen a massive uptake in all sorts of Microsoft 365 services, Microsoft Teams and, and the like too. Uh, storage for meeting recordings. Another thing that we have mentioned on the show where they've had to instigate this auto um, expiry, which, you know, you've got to tweak that for your own organizational needs. But it's like they're trying to claw back some of that unlimited storage because it's actually difficult to keep up with now. Indeed, I, I, I believe um, it, there was one case, and I won't tell you specifically what product group or the features or anything like that, but I had a conversation with um, a product owner in Microsoft uh, who basically said they had done some uh, features or whatever, they had given too much. Mm. And uh, it was really driven by marketing <laughs> initially. And they just kind of made the decision. And then once it started getting used, it was like, oh, wait a minute we've got to pull some of this back. So um, that's what this message is about. November 1st is your date um, and you're going to have to get on it because if you're using this in a, in a way that is getting you way beyond this, maybe you're, dare I say, abusing what this was really in, intended to be, then you're going to have to find a different way for you to store in the cloud. So mm. that's what is uh, coming. So, uh, I think we are moving on to an actual quick mention. Is that an actual, yeah, and we have one quick mention. So let's make it super quick. Yes. And, and you know, that one could have been a, a quick mention as well, like, we said, like I said before, but we figured we should have a conversation. This one is OneDrive and SharePoint. Improved move slash copy user experience, MC288642. And this, I will go ahead and say, does not fix my major complaint with Move, Copy, and OneDrive and SharePoint. Uh, I have two but <laughs> complaints, but this one is a something that I think has needed improvement. So rolling out targeted release mid-October and will complete mid-November for standard release. So it's a pretty quick 
change about. They're going to take the move and copy function from the you know the little the uh, pop out pane over on the on the side of the page when you select something to uh, what we are seeing as to be a um, a pop out or pop up kind of um, uh, dialogue for you to go through, select where you want to move it to, both from a site perspective and from you know folder perspective over on the right-hand side as we're showing you here on this screen. There's going to be nothing, no functionality is going to be impacted here. So it's not an issue of any of the functionality changing. It's just the look. Um, and the, uh, the biggest, my biggest complaint about the whole experience is um, the whole graph experience of presenting what sites I want to move or copy to mm. is based upon usage and favoriting and all of that. Uh, sometimes it is, I can't find the site anywhere <laughs> in there, but in that quick access. Do you um, have access to this at the moment? Has it appeared anywhere that you can touch it? I do not yet have mm. that dialogue. Mm. So I think our wondering is, yeah, you're right. Like, quick access these are the sites that are supposedly have accessed recently i do find mm -hmm. across all sorts of different environments i get sites suggested that i haven't visited um but yeah, we wondering whether there's an easy way to just whack in a site that we actually just want to search use. maybe we haven't used it for six months but we're starting to we're returning to that project or that client or whatever again yeah. and and we want to just go in and find it do we really have to go to the site and visit it and wait for graph to make it appear here? Or can we do this directly from one? Daryl, that would be cool. What, what? You just switch this from a quick mention to a regular message. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. Okay. Yeah. Let's, let's... man. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Sorry. people. Oh. It happens. It, it does. It does. Um, let's then go to our callback, which is our section where we talk about stuff that has arrived and we can show you and we can talk about it and discuss with you in the chat. So let's cut over to Daniel live on the spot from his desktop. Get rid of that one. Yeah. So this one, this message is SharePoint collapsible oh. sections, MC two, six, six, zero, seven, seven. And this is something we've talked about previously. That's why we are doing it as a callback, uh, bringing collapsible sections to SharePoint pages. So when we talked about this, yes, go go watch that episode because there were some um, gotchas, I think, that uh, you need to make sure you train your users properly on how to use this. Uh, and I won't cover all those now. I will just talk about the, um, you know, show you how to use this and how you, it can be used uh, effectively. So Daryl is going to show my screen on the screen for those on the video. Uh, I have a SharePoint page. It's all about branding here at Contoso. Um, so you can see one wonderful stuff, but I wanted to add a frequently asked questions, which I think is actually a really good target for this functionality. So I have already, actually, I'm going to edit this page added a few sections already to my branding facts here. So I have added three collapsible sections already. So I'm going to add a fourth just to show you how to do this. So I'm going to go on the side and say I'm going to add a one section. And then I'm going to edit this wonderful section. 
And uh, I want it to be what I'm doing here with the facts. I'm doing alternating colors. So I've done a white background, blue background, white background. And for those that have um, been in school, you can see this pattern. It needs to be a dark background. I'm going to make this a collapsible section uh, right here at the bottom. I give it this is basically my title that can be seen when it's not um, when it's collapsed and not expanded. Speaking of which, my I want to make sure that it's not expanded down here by default. And then I'm going to put in the text web part that I want to have to kind of give that answer. Uh, again, this is the uh, a frequently asked question, so I want that to be there. And so here it is. I've added yet another one. I can save this and show you um, that this is the way and this is a bug that I have found. I don't know if it's a bug or if it's I'm doing something different. And maybe uh, someone in the chat can tell me if it's a bug or, or if I did it wrong. But you'll see I went through and did all of these and it didn't save it at all. And when I created these other three, it did exactly the same thing. I went in, did all these, um, did all these changes. It, won it was wonderful. And then when I uh, click save, it did not save the title. It didn't hmm. save that I wanted to be collapsed. It didn't save any of that. And you just saw that example there. Um, but now I went back and redid it and it saved it, my options. Hmm. So uh, if you're experiencing that bug, then... You know, let us know in chat or in the comments We or hit us up on the socials. Remember, we are 365MCS on all the socials on Twitter, Instagram. We need to post there today, Daryl. Uh, LinkedIn, we have a page of 365 Message Center Show. Um, please follow us on LinkedIn. Uh, we'd like to do some really cool stuff on LinkedIn. So follow us so we can do that as well. And make sure you hit the like button down below, the thumbs up button, right? And click the subscribe and then nudge just slightly that bell, just a little bit with your shoulder. Just go boop so that you get reminders when we go live. Um, but going back to our frequently asked questions, now you'll see as I scroll, it's kind of cool. Yeah, hey, I can tell it's a frequently asked questions because I added this wonderful um, title, this headline up there. But uh, I can now see those answers. And so, yes, these answers are very small, very short. But think about this as... You know, if you can have a frequently asked questions with lots of information, yeah, it probably wouldn't be great to have that all on the page all at once. Mm. Um, so mm. a collapsible section makes total sense here. Um, you know, one thing I do with collapsible sections is I expand maybe one of them by default on low, just to give people a hint as to say, sure, these are sections and there's information underneath there. Here's something that you might want to look at and feel free to click the others. Do you use mm -hmm. that trick, Daniel? I do, yes. Let's well, see. that is the show in terms of content. Um, we want to thank everyone for turning up and being so lively in the chat and <laughs> sharing their opinions and thoughts. It's been really good to have you. Um, Daniel, was there any parting thoughts about this week, next week coming up? There is Microsoft Ignite coming up in about a month's time. Uh, we, we always seem to see a quieter period in the message center leading up to that because product groups like to save all the goodies to be able to talk about and, and share. There's going to be some, there's yeah. going to be some goodies. So most certainly um, I would anticipate some of the, you know, the frequency of the message center kind of slowing down. However, 
we have also seen that Teams is a product group that is not afraid to go ahead and throw stuff in there. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yep. make you know, I, I'm not, I don't believe we're going to have a a slow and uh, maybe even weeks with nothing. I don't think that's true, but uh, mm. most certainly we can have some slowdown. Definitely. Well, again, thanks everyone for tuning in. Uh, Daniel's giving you the nudge about uh, following us on socials. So we'll see you next week. Bye for now. Mm-hmm.